Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the show today. It's so good, as always, to be here with you. I wanted to make a couple quick announcements before we dive into our reading for today. And the first one is to remind you of the free mini course I've created called Awaken Your Magic. There's a link in the show notes and it's a beautiful place to investigate your relationship with your intuition and some introductory information into working the medicine wheel, which is an Andean shamanic practice that I love. And also I have another offering that is Rite of the Womb Ceremony, and this is for my lady listeners. This rite was gifted to me from Marcella Lobos of the Four Winds, and she received it directly from the Lyca lineage, and it is their gift to the world for women everywhere. So if you would love to join me in ceremony for this, there is a link in the show notes and it will also take you to a webpage where you can find out a little bit more information about the rite and the wonderful, wonderful healing that it brings. So I have a wonderful reading for you today with Elizabeth. And we talk a lot about finding your true self. And this comes up through the lens of staying or leaving a relationship and making big life decisions and how we weave our story today is really about living life, being fully alive and choosing yourself first instead of choosing others. We talk about speaking up for what you need and How letting yourself be your true self is so vitally important. And we also thread through the idea of how we choose our partners to heal our wounding and how to step more fully into that and create a foundation from which we can grow on. So enjoy my reading with Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I am in the midst of some what feel like big life decisions. I feel like I might be on some sort of precipice or threshold in my life in a number of areas and wonder if there's a way that I might be overcomplicating things. And I'm curious just for support, like what am I not seeing here? What are the questions that maybe I'm not asking that would be helpful? I'm contemplating potentially a move in the location of my home, change in work and, you know, questions in my relationship. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Just see where you take me. Mm -hmm. Breathe into your heart. Are these decisions creating 
anxiety for you or what sort of emotions are coming up around the decisions? Yeah, I would say yes to anxiety. Sometimes I can feel a sense of pressure or urgency to need to know or to need to choose right away. You know, sometimes I can also feel excitement and possibility when I consider, you know, what might lay before me, but probably predominantly it's more attention and anxiousness. Yeah, let's just blow that out. It's clouding your ability to see a lot, like you're very intuitive and you do know the answers. And a lot of that anxiety is is blocking your ability. So just let's clear some of that out for you so that you can be more in your heart is what you're being asked to just really center into your heart. As I was sitting, tuning into you before our call, you were showing me two distinct images. And one was you sitting on a couch and you were looking out the window and it was this big, big window and all the sunlight was streaming in. And it was this sense of this calm part of you, this really centered, this softness in you that like this loving and very deep part of you. And then the other image you showed me was really related to the side of adventure that lives in you and this go all out. I got to go and have fun and enjoy my life. And, and they were opposing each other in the images that I saw. So as I say that to you, what, what is that? What do you make of that? Yeah. Well, interestingly, as I was feeling into my question before this call, I was recognizing in myself that I, in all of these decisions in my life, I feel what feels like contradictory desires or contradictory tensions in me. So I feel that same kind of energy as you speak of these images. Like, for example, one, one thing I feel is such a desire to be rooted down in a place I've moved around so much in the last seven years and, you know, to have a home in one location and to root down and have, you know, be surrounded by a community and really get to know a place. And I also feel this desire to just like, he's like be traveling and adventuring and experiencing the world. And like, I haven't figured out how to, to have them get along well yet. (laughs) (laughs) how does this decision of moving right because that's one of the things that we you are on the threshold of deciding and how much have you moved recently or in the last like you said you want to settle down but how often have you been moving yeah since 2015 I've probably moved homes 12 times like some of that moving was in the same city, but I've lived in three states in the last, since 2015 and have moved, you know, most years, you know, changing apartments or changing homes. What prompts those moves? The first number of moves was, 
I was married at the time, both my husband and I, at the time we had just graduated, we moved back to be around family for a time. And then he got a job in Colorado and we moved to Colorado and then we ended up divorcing. So there was moves involved in that. And then I came back to the West coast and some of the moves were moving in with a partner, like moving out from living with (laughs) my partner related things of just yeah housing housing changes during covid so i don't know if that fully answers your question but like life life changes precipitated some and and some of them were desired like a new job for example so and what is propelling this decision or this choice of a possible new move yeah great question i feel like I said, the desire to find a more rooted place. And I, within that desire is also a desire to be closer to family. And a lot of my family lives in the Midwest. I have some in Colorado. And, you know, during COVID, I I saw very little of them and really felt that absence strongly in my life. And so I feel like I'm in this place, both in my profession and at the age I'm in, in life and desiring to start a family that, you know, maybe this is just a story I tell myself, but I don't necessarily want to plant roots here in the West Coast where I live, you know, that I, I want to do that closer to family. That's a big thing. There's also this sense of like professionally, I feel whether or not this is true again, like either I really stay and get my like private practice really flourishing or, you know, now's the time to pick up and leave and really invest somewhere else. Yeah. So tracking those, it sounds and looks like a lot of the decisions of moving were not necessarily you choosing for you. There were a lot of other factors and people involved in those choices. Yes. Would that be accurate? Yeah, that'd be accurate. I would say, you know, maybe a handful of the moves were for me and maybe less, but like certainly moving back to the West Coast was a very empowered choice that I made for myself. Yeah. But then a lot of the moves here in Seattle have been involved with other people or for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're here in this. Like I get this sense, right? That threshold is about you stepping into being you and you making the decisions that are directly related to you in your heart. Yeah. And they're, they're not about what other people want for you. Yeah. And so those can feel a little more scary, right? Because totally. I feel it now as you speak. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're choosing you. Yeah. You had mentioned as well about the relationship. And I feel like that that wants to pull into because that's part of this decision of moving. And I imagine as you if you move and you're moving for you, you're moving away from that relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. I mean, the conversations that I've had with my partner, there's there's a willingness on his part to move, but I you know, I'm in a place where I'm also deciding whether or not to, to stay and root down in the relationship, whether that's here or someplace else. So 
I feel this trembly edge as you speak about choosing me in these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you choose you within the relationship? This is something I'm learning to do. I think in the last six to eight months, I've I've done a better job of speaking up for what I want in the relationship and you know, also being able to say no to what I don't want or what's not okay. So that feels like choosing me in a way that I haven't before in past relationships. But I feel with your question, I don't know, that it's asking something bigger and I in this moment and I'm like hard pressed to come up with other examples. That's okay. Yeah. How does the relationship remind you of your relationship with your father? I would say some of the conditioning or behavioral patterns that have shown up in this relationship that feel similar to my father is that when he is triggered, he, he will get kind of big and controlling and domineering and, you know, can even be a little harsh. And in the early part of our relationship, I was kind of passive about it all. And I'm not anymore, but that pattern that, I don't know, I want to call it a behavioral pattern, but that, that's similar to my father. There's also a way that my father loved in this very adoring kind of way. And so it led to these kind of extremes where there was this showering of love, as well as this, you know, almost felt like the absence of love in this sort of hard edge. And whether or not it's true, I feel that in my partner, like that feels similar. There feels like there's, there can be a swinging sometimes from one to the other that, that feels similar to me. Yeah. So often we choose our partners to heal those wounds from our childhood and from our parents. And we get that opportunity to really look at those parts. Yeah. So how, what's been your journey with that? It's actually been a really lovely journey because I, I feel like there's been a lot of growth and change, not just repetition. Like I would say the first, like after the sort of honeymoon phase, then we were both in the thick of our conditioning or trauma patterns. And then but in the last eight months, there's been shifting for both of us. And so I feel for me, the growth has been in stepping into more of an empowered self, standing up, not tolerating harsh behavior towards me, having strong and healthy boundaries, not enmeshing myself. I feel like I've had a lot of codependent behavior that is shifting. I think I've also recognized a pattern with my father that has shown up in this relationship or maybe in relationships in general of there's been this story of, 
you know, because I love this person so much and, or because they love me so much, like I want to give them what they want or what they need. And that in the past has often been like molding myself in some way, you know, not choosing me, actually choosing them. And I feel that that also shifting. Is he also doing work and showing up, meeting yeah. you and all this? Yes. I would say, you know, like the old pattern still shows up sometimes, but he's, you know, very much involved in his own, his own healing work. Yeah. So while you're talking, you're showing me images of this sort of dark forest and there's this clenching in your heart, like a squeezing and a sort of containing of your heart, like not letting it really come out and be. And a lot of, like I say, like these dark trees and it's, it feels very like a little claustrophobic and a little, it's like containing you is the, the energy that I'm getting that you are, you're so much bigger than this, than what you are letting yourself be open to. Mm-hmm. Like there's a containing and a, a, a keeping in place is kind of, is the, are the words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just feeling my body as you're speaking and... <laughs> If you could see me, my my shoulders are up towards my ears. You know, my neck is just really tight, and and my chest feels really tight. I wasn't noticing that happen until you named this. So, like keeping in place and the tension around my heart. It's like, oh yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it's as you're talking, like it's going up into my throat as well. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So what are the reasons that you want to leave? Like you're here on this threshold, you want to leave, you're nervous, concerned, anxious about it. And yet there's a part of you that wants that. Yeah. Or at least it's, it's in the ballpark, right? It's, it's in right. the. It's in the field. Yes. One thing is I question whether I want to have children with him. He has two children already. And like, I feel kind of emotional saying this, but I, I hold judgment towards him about how he fathers. And it's not my role to be a parent to his kids. So it's easy for me to just observe, but I have a thought often of like, Oh, if we shared a child, I would not like a lot of, a lot of this. And it wouldn't be okay for me. And so I question if I, I, yeah, want to be a parent alongside him. I question, like, I do not question our deep soul connection and love, the depth of love. Like, it moves me every time I feel into it. But I do question some of our human personality compatibility there's just a way that like sort of go around the ring with each other a little bit. 
And I used to think, oh, anything could change and was possible. And now I kind of wonder if there is just some essence of, yeah, compatibility. It's a real thing, my love, to look at somebody and question how you want to parent together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I get the sense in him, like when you're talking about him, there's a heaviness in his heart. Hmm. And so we we come together, right? We were talking about in order to heal these things. And there's this same similar sense in your hearts of the, the, the clamping, the holding. Yeah. And like, is there that ability for both of you to allow that in each other to to be expanded to be light to be full like to to have the space to be who you are both of you in that relationship yeah i have that question <laughs> mm-hmm. i think the way that we both have talked about it is like how to be in relationship with each other in a way that sets each other free and how can we do that? And I don't know that I know. <laughs> or if that's possible in the the current structure, you know, like maybe setting each other free actually means saying goodbye to this form. Well, the way I see you is not being who you truly are. Yeah. The way it is right now, you are contained, you are shrunken, you are clenched. And in order for it to be viable, you have to be different. And I, whether or not you can be different in this current setup is questionable. Yeah, right. There's a, a desire in you, there's a wanting in you to fly, to to jump. <laughs> and like you're being held back. Yeah. Yeah. What's the scariest thing about leaving? Yeah, I feel so much emotion with that question. I just have this image of clinging you know, wanting to cling to him. And this phrase, I can't do it on my own. Not necessarily that I believe that, you know, fully, but I feel that part of me really active. What can't you do on your own? You know, this is not logical, but it, it feels, it just feels like life. Like I can't do life on my own. Like without him by my side, there's like I collapse or something. Well, the image you're showing me is this little girl with pigtails bouncing on a trampoline. And she's saying, yes, you can. 
Yes, she can. And she's bouncing higher and higher and higher. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And a part, I mean, there's a part of me I know that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big life changes are scary. There's a whole lot of unknown out there that we're moving into. Yeah. And what I always remind myself is that miracles happen in the unknown. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, nothing, nothing new happens in the known. It's just more of the same. But it's when you step out into that uncharted territory, when you take the adventure side, when you say, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, that it's, that's where we truly are alive. Yeah. And I think it's important to say, like, none of this is making him wrong or making you wrong. Right. It's looking underneath at how fully are you living right now? How alive are you in every moment? And when I feel you, you're there's a lot more aliveness that's available to you than you're allowing in right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that. Where do you want to go with this, my love? I wonder about reframing or rephrasing the question to have a bigger question that I can pursue to guide rather than it being like, do I stay or go in this relationship? But it's like maybe something more along the lines of like, what do, like, how can I be more alive in my life or what do I need to do to be more alive or so something like that? Yeah. That's a similar thread. Like, what do I need to do to feel more alive? Yeah. Does this choice make me feel alive? Yeah. And, you know, if I were to create more aliveness in the relationship right now, however that might look like for me, what happens? Like, maybe, maybe that is enough information, you know, maybe it can't be, like you said, the current structure of the relationship won't sustain or allow it. And that, that would be clear. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. I'm yeah, it's like the image is the the shaking of the foundation, like the what the relationship is built on needs yeah. to be adjusted. Right. Yeah. Because you can't it can't sustain itself the way that it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I get the sense that this isn't something to drag out. It's a, let's look at this. Let's talk about this. Let, and it's, it's something that wants to change quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That little girl wants to be allowed to jump as high as she wants. 
She doesn't want anybody telling her to, you know, be careful. Don't fall off. Don't go so high. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> She's like, the laws of gravity don't don't apply to me. <laughs> I also feel her with this little attitude, like, watch me. Like, yeah. <laughs> see how high I can go. Yeah. Yeah. Just dare me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that, right? Like, take that into these decisions. Not that part of you where your heart is clenched and there's the, the, cl- the closed offness that's like open to her. Let her guide you. She knows what aliveness feels like. Yeah. And right, aliveness doesn't always feel like happy and joy and all those things, right? Aliveness can be hard, but it's, we're alive. We're feeling, we're living, we're doing, we're, we're taking those leaps. Yeah. So what can you take away from this and make medicine with? I feel myself really wanting to do it for her. Like, (laughs) like there's more of a willingness in me to unclench or to face what feels hard for her, like to help her really soar, to help her jump, to help her. Like I, so that helps me tune into that deeper desire or longing for aliveness. And that feels clear. I think when we started, I was, I was feeling pretty muddy and this feels clear. Like I have my compass. And like I have access to courage more so now for myself, but feels like on behalf of her that I can go into some hard conversations and face what comes. Yeah. And choose you. Yeah. Choose her. Yeah. And there's a whole different quality now. Like a lot of the call, I felt that contraction, that squeezing, that anxiety. And as you're talking now, there's this openness in my heart and this really grounded feeling in my root. Like, yes, like you put down some roots and you, you steadied yourself. Mm -hmm. Let the earth support you. Mm. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? It it totally does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Rooted and grounded. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.